to the weekly cooldown. I am Kami Jace, your host for another episode. If you're joining us for the first time, this is the show where we get to know the gaming news of the week and get to know our guest. It is episode 64 of the weekly cooldown. And uh, I guess there's some fairly interesting news this week. Some very strange news uh, out of Code Vein. Uh, some news about the Sony State of Play, um, and we've got some other stuff to talk about. But first, we need to introduce our guest, of course. He is the host and producer of the Rolling Misadventures podcast, and very kind to take a break from his much better show to come on this one. <laughs> Please welcome Derek Graziano. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> I was reading it, and I was like, oh god, I'm going to mess it up midway. <laughs> Graziano, welcome to the show. Welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. Now, uh, tell us all about the Rolling Misadventures podcast. Yeah, so Rolling Misadventures is a uh, it's kind of a blend between a tabletop actual play podcast as well as an audio drama. And the way that we do that is we bring guests on, let them take a break from their stuff, much like I'm doing to come on to here. Mm -hmm. And we sit down and play the game Fiasco. And then from there, a few hours later, after we've played through the entire session, I take those and break them up into two episode mini arc audio dramas with full sound design, backing scores, sound effects, the whole nine. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so, like I said, a much better show. Um, <laughs> what is, uh, what's Fiasco? So, Fiasco is a tabletop RPG uh, focusing more on improvised storytelling and collaborative storytelling. So, it's everybody coming in together to tell a story based on needs and relationships with other players. So, instead of having a DM like you would in a D&D style uh, game or podcast... It's everybody all together telling a single story, trying to get, I guess, the best outcome for what their character needs. This sounds like it's too much fun. It is, is that an possible? absolute blast. Yeah. is It's possible. Okay. It's possible. I'm pretty sure we do it. <laughs> um, so, so you take guests from other podcasts, bring them into your podcast, do the DM session. So... Do you have, like, are, are there ever times where you have, like, the one jokester? I feel like I would be, the like, the prankster of the group trying to, like, make the story too funny or something like that. See, and that's just it. That's where we blend our tabletop style into it. So you'll still hear the other people playing, kind of laughing in the background while scenes are playing out. Okay. Uh, I mean, we've got myself. I crack jokes in probably the most inopportune moments. Uh, we also are joined uh, by my co-host, Charles, from talk and roll and noco fm he likes to crack a joke here and there and then we have megan danger who just i mean will completely make jokes just to throw everything off the rails so oh i love it yeah i love that i love that a lot um it sounds like i'm gonna i'm just gonna put it out there it sounds like the kind of thing i want to do and <laughs> oh totally yeah we are always looking for guests i mean all of our stories there are two episodes so we re we release every two weeks meaning mm -hmm. that we're always cycling through guests perfect perfect i will i'm gonna sneak on sometime it sounds like a lot totally of fun. um rolling misadventures podcast yeah check out that uh check out that show sounds awesome all right so it is time for our favorite segment here on the show uh derek every time i have a guest on the show i ask them what have they been playing this week uh, this week, I've been checking out Borderlands 3, 
Mm -hmm. Uh, The wife and I are playing couch co-op on that split screen. Oh, wow. Yeah, which is not the best experience for that game. Okay. (laughs) Uh, It's got some tech issues going on. I'm hoping for a patch uh, to kind of fix some of that. But I mean, overall, it's a whole lot of fun. If you were a fan of Borderlands 2, uh, it's more of that. They didn't Mm -hmm. make any major leaps with the game as far as the story or the writing, at least for the like six hours we're into it at this point. Uh, But it is a lot of the same of just going around shooting and looting every gun imaginable. Right. Yeah, that's actually what I heard from my last two guests who love Borderlands more than anything. They were like, yeah, it's just a it's just a really great game. And it's kind of just more of the same. Do I want this gun? Do I want this purple, mm-hmm. you know, legendary or whatever? Or do I want this other epic gun? Or Loot and shoot is, is a good time. Yeah, if I was playing it by myself, I don't know if uh, this game would hold up as well as Borderlands 2 did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having that opportunity for a couch co-op on a modern console, me and my wife are going to jump on it as quick as we can. So yeah. that definitely helps. Right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Borderlands 3 is doing pretty well. Um, I think it's the highest grossing 2K games um, so far. I mean, it was very hyped. So... I think they're doing I think they're doing pretty well. Great job. Yeah, I think so. Great great job. Um wow. I sh- I should really get it. <laughs> I still haven't made I still have not quite made the leap to get it, but maybe I should. I mean I at play- this point, if you're a Borderlands fan and you weren't hyped to get it day one, I would say maybe wait until the patches roll out hmm. or maybe it goes on sale or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's usually what I wait for anyway. Um, that's what I did with Borderlands, Borderlands 2. I waited for a sale, and then I grabbed it with uh, my college roommate at the time. And Perfect. We played, yeah, we played a while. Uh, we played on PC, and that was that was a lot of fun. So, yeah, maybe I'll wait for a sale, pick it up with a friend, and we'll go from there. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, definitely. All righty, let's jump into the news then. Uh, starting with Code Vein. Uh, so uh, most people know Code Vein as uh, Bandai Namco's anime-styled action RPG to be in the same style of play as like a Soulsborne game focused on vampires. It is coming out today, September twenty-seventh. Uh, and if you want a chance at the free game, and you're lucky enough to be at 176th Ave in San Diego, California, a.k.a. at TwitchCon, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., very specific <laughs> times, you can register to donate blood and receive a free copy of the game and promotional blood kit, whatever that means. Um, so, like, pretty cool promotion, I yeah, think. Yeah, definitely something that needs to be... I mean, they're doing it for a good cause, obviously, with Mm -hmm. donating blood, especially with all of the major tragedies that have happened over the last, God, even, I I was going to say over the last year, but even the last month and month or two. Uh, So that's pretty cool. Uh, I'm wondering what's in that promotional blood kit to make it worthwhile. Uh, Yeah, what does that mean? I imagine some con swag, maybe a copy of the game. Well, you're definitely getting a copy of the game when you donate the blood, but... Are you getting a, another copy for a friend? Are you getting like 
in-game reward somehow? What is a promo blood kit? <laughs> like, I need to know what that is. <laughs> I wonder if it's kind of like uh, Devil May Cry 5, where it's like in-game currency is blood. Maybe they give you a, you know, a oh, scratch-off ticket for that. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I find that strange. Um, now, I do feel kind of... I'm, I'm kind of iffy about it. Um, if only because... Uh, it's being run by the American Red Cross, which doesn't necessarily like gay people donating blood. Yeah. Um, and as a gay person, it's kind of upsetting, you know, that it, it's it might exclude a certain group of people. Uh, but I mean, what can you do? I suppose it, it's it's kind of one of those issues. Yeah, and being at TwitchCon, I imagine they might be a little bit more acceptable. Sure. Just knowing the demographic. Right. And, I mean, I can't really speak... I am a straight guy, so Mm -hmm. I can't really speak to the uh, being pushed away by the American Red Cross. Yes, they are not the greatest company to help out, but they do help. Yeah. And just as a promotion in general, uh, it is one of the cooler things I have seen to do something charitable and worthwhile because i remember a few years well i say a few it's been a while but when far cry 4 came out was it three or four uh it's whichever one had the uh the tribal dude with a mohawk uh i remember at pax they were giving away free copies for anyone who shaved their head into a mohawk so in comparison Hmm. to that they are doing something a lot more worthwhile yeah absolutely i mean if it was like a like a shave your head for like cancer patients or yeah, something like that, yeah. that would have been a little a little it would have looked nicer <laughs> than <laughs> just shave your head into a mohawk. It's fun, right? Um, yeah, I I mean I'm it's very like an on the fence moment. I guess you mm-hmm. on one hand you're like oh this is a great cause, uh, really happy to see that they're you know trying to. Uh, give back to uh, you know hurt communities and all that Uh, but at the same time it's like but the Red Cross (laughs) yeah yeah I know they could have definitely done it through someone else Mm -hmm. I figure you know it's a big convention being TwitchCon they probably just went with the biggest name or the biggest donor right yeah yeah well, it, I mean, it is a good cause, so I'll give them that. Um, are you going to grab Code Vein? Do you think? Are you into that? Are Not into that? really. <laughs> I mean, I I know of Code Vein, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I did play recently through Devil May Cry 5 and quite enjoyed it. So I think I kind of got my fix for just a hack and slash style game. Okay. Uh, so it's, not it's really... interesting to mix like and like the kind of cell shaded i think it's cell shaded cell shaded anime <laughs> style game uh with the kind of grittiness that is like dark souls or um bloodborne or something like that and then also make it about vampires like it's it it's got a lot going on with it and it seems like it may be too much <laughs> yeah and that seems just to be the style of it is is you know how over the top can we make that's it? That's true. Yeah, and that's definitely setting itself apart. You're not looking at you know just a gritty, dark, uh, foggy area. It's it's definitely got a style to it. So it's it's gonna do something. I just don't know what that is. Right. Yeah. 
all these uh, skinny skinny boy anime characters with giant swords <laughs> and running around. It does look to have maybe a better multiplayer aspect than most Dark Souls games did. Really? So if I grab it, I I am kind of looking forward to playing it with a friend and uh, getting getting that kind of gameplay out of it. I hope the character creator is as... I hope it's better than what it looks like. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Everybody um, wants to make their own uh, skinny anime boy with a yeah, big sword. I, yeah, yeah. I want to be... I just want to have a cooler looking anime boy than everyone else's. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. That's mostly it for Code Vein news. Code Vein, again, <laughs> comes out today, September 27th. Or if you're getting it on Steam comes out on September 28th. Uh, let's see now. PlayStation State of Play just happened Tuesday. Some of us were expecting some PS5 news, but it seems that this is more news on some upcoming late 2019 and 2020 releases, including some new footage from The Last of Us Part Two and Death Stranding, Plus some other sneak peeks at the Medieval remake and Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Um, So it's... uh, I don't know. It seemed like they missed a chance to kind of give a little bit about PS5 to me. Just a little bit. Yeah, I think it's still a little too early for for either of them. Just because anything that we see, you know, it's probably going to be the next E3 that they're going to do their major major announcements on the new consoles. Hmm. But also coupled with the fact that with the uh, different uh, climate crisis things that have been going on and the different rallies around that recently and seeing both uh, Sony and Microsoft step in to say, hey, no, we're going to be carbon neutral. That's right. I think that that might have sent them back to the drawing board a little bit to where they can't confirm some Hmm. of the hardware. Yeah, I so that's interesting. That also came out this week around the uh I think it was Sunday or Monday. Uh mm-hmm. both Xbox and later P- uh Sony's PS5 uh both said that they're joining a fight against climate change and being like quote unquote greener gaming consoles. How? <laughs> I don't quite <laughs> understand. I mean, yeah, I'm not really sure how they're going to pull that off because I know that when the PS5 and the, or I'm sorry, the PS4 and the Xbox One launched, they were always on consoles and this was a new thing. Mm-hmm. And then looking at different companies coming out and saying, okay, well, this is your power usage. This is the carbon mm-hmm. footprint you're creating. So I'm wondering if maybe they walk that back or if their uh, push towards more digital content means that there's less discs out in the wild and therefore. Mm-hmm. It's Less a roundabout way to reduce the carbon footprint. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It's very interesting. So uh, a quick article I see here says uh, Sony will focus on the console's low power suspend mode mm-hmm. to make it more efficient than the PlayStation 4. I don't have a PS4, so I don't know what that means. Um, <laughs> it, it basically uh, sleep mode. Oh, okay. So yeah, just say that article. God. Um, oh, you gotta confuse me. So, Microsoft will start a pilot program to create 825,000 carbon-neutral Xbox consoles. That, see, it all sounds very, uh, 
ambitious and also very like they're not quite explaining something like they're just yeah. saying it to say it you know yeah saying 800,000 and i don't have the the figures in front of me of like how quickly the xbox one sold or anything like that but saying like 800,000 consoles okay are you not going to make them carbon neutral after that point right uh you know is the 800,000 what you're going to say for a launch which is mm-hmm. really unheard of to put a number out there like that yeah and what does this mean for the consumer like is the cost Mm going to go up is it going to go down are you going to you know tell us we're going to save money in electricity costs or something like that like what's the deal um a it does say here also that a 2012 study did show that the ps3 and the xbox 360 wasted billions of dollars in energy costs when on standby so i guess Mm -hmm. We're looking right now at, as you said, the the sleep mode, the standby mode, um, because maybe that's just not doing very well for some reason. Um, we're 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 using more energy somehow while we're not using the console, rather than when we are using it. So that's interesting. That's interesting. yeah. It's the same way that you'll see anyone talk about if you have you know your charger plugged into the wall. Mm-hmm. Even though you're not charging your phone or whatever, uh, it does draw electricity. So, right with something that continually has power, so you can boot it up faster. I'm sure it's pulling a lot of energy there. Yeah, right. That's true, especially uh, in regards to like as you said, less less uh more more cloud gaming, more mm-hmm. save space stuff like that. That's probably using up a lot of electricity to keep the games on the console rather than to booted up from a cd so that's interesting i wonder if it's more efficient than to have the discs like more energy efficient the only way that i could see it not being that way is i mean obviously there's more uh, plastics and things like that out there so those Mm -hmm. have to be created Uh, also you have shipping methods through train and truck and airplane so they're putting a carbon footprint out there as well Right. So I imagine digital would probably less if it were to go straight to digital only. Hmm. But I don't know what the difference as far as like actual impact that would make. Hmm. Definitely what something a, to consider. Yeah. What a what an interesting topic. We'll definitely come back to that on this show at some point. Um, what did you think of the state of play? Did you? I didn't. It. I didn't really watch it, honestly. <gasps> yeah, I'm. Blasphemy. I know. It, this is what happens when you do podcasts and you That's stop true. doing a gaming podcast. You pay a little bit less attention to it. <laughs> um, but like, I've checked in on some of the stuff, like the Death Stranding videos. I haven't watched, and that's. I'll get into that a little bit later when we're talking about uh, upcoming games. Mm-hmm. But like, I saw the new. Uh, Watam, or it's it's from the creators of Katamari Damacy. Oh yes, and that's a strange game. <laughs> it is. It looks absolutely absurd, and I cannot wait for it. I was a huge really? Katamari Damacy fan, so wow. I'm, I'm curious to see what happens with that. Uh, but that was pretty much the only video I really checked in on because hmm. I've already seen enough trailers from The Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. I've basically avoided trailers for Death Stranding. I don't play Modern Warfare. 
I mean, it's a lot of the same coming out there with the news. So why are you avoiding Death Stranding trailers? So Death Stranding, I'm not a huge Metal Gear fan. Like (gasps) I've played them up until the most recent. I have not. I've only played like their little standalone like that the they PSP released. versions? No, not the PSP version, but like, um, what was it? Metal Gear 5 is the newest one. They had their first level that released as its own standalone game before oh. the game released. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. And so, uh, I, like, that's the last one that I've played. And knowing Kojima, it's going to be a great game. It's mm-hmm. going to be absurd. But the more I keep seeing it get hyped up, I'm just kind of wondering... What's the experience going to be like if I go in not knowing that much about it? Mm, that's a good point. And that's so I've point. kind of started avoiding... I mean, I'll probably check out whatever their last gameplay trailer is before it launches. Uh, but aside from that, I know enough about this is Kojima. It's going to be bizarre. I just kind of want to go into it knowing just that. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, if it helps, though like no one knows what's going on like no one understands (laughs) from any of the trailers that have come out what kojima's thinking there's like a there was a video circulating around twitter for a while where if you zoom in and this is like not a joke i wish i was joking if you zoom in on the main character played by norman Reedus, uh if you zoom in on his crotch he like covers up his crotch and then like punches you in the face but like (laughs) so it's like punching the camera and since Mm -hmm. it's a third person game is it punching you is it punching like a cameraman or is this like some kind of kojima fetish or something (laughs) like like what's the deal with the strange fourth wall there and it's i mean that's like that's like peak Kojima, you know? It's like oh, absolutely. The, the strangest thing you could put in a video game. And the only Kojima fans would know to look for that, too. Well, it, funny enough, it wasn't Kojima. I, I can't remember who it is. It's either Suda or the other guy. I can't remember his name either. Uh, but whoever worked on uh, Nier Automata. Ah, Yokotaro. Oh, Yokotaro. That's what, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, like, there were things with the camera angle in there that, because uh, 2B was in a skirt, if you oh. were to move the camera, she would cover up and... That's true. That's true. She would cover up and then, like, at some point she would kind of kick the camera away. Yeah, yeah. That's so, true. I think it's a little bit of a nod to that. Right. And as far as, like, just bizarre Kojima, that's not even the most bizarre thing I've seen in what news I've read on Death Stranding. Like, the whole group uh, urinal for lack of a better term, mechanics that sprout mushrooms. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know, man. (laughs) Kojima (laughs) is such an enigma, like, in the best way, though. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's his love of just bad 90s action movies that he has been basically bringing to video games since, I mean, the 90s. Yeah. And not only 90s movies, but, like, 90s movies with, like, almost M. Night Shyamalan twists. <laughs> you know? Like, they're they're definitely, like, action and mm-hmm. sneaking around and, you know, guns and blah, blah, blah. But they're also, like, hey, the 
dead guy you thought was dead is actually, you know, the proprietor of this entire conspiracy. What? Like, <laughs> it's it's just like him to be that way. Yeah, and that's the thing that I'm really curious about with Death Stranding, because it is a new IP from Kojima. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be able to rely on those twists. And, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be something that happens at the beginning of the game that is finally revealed at the end of the game. But you're not going to have, you know, years, you're not going to have a decade of lore to be like, oh, by the way, this person's actually your father. That's true. Yeah, right. It's not like a decades old game. It's a brand, something brand new. And we have to like rely on Kojima to not only tell us the story, but tell it to us like we've been here for the God. When did the first Metal Gear come out? 1999. <laughs> Uh, technically, there was one on NES. I think That's it was true. 90, the, 91, the, something like that. Oof. Oh. Kojima's been, cut it out, man. You've been here too long. <laughs> Doing too much. Um, it should be really interesting. I mean... Yeah, at the very least, it should be entertaining. I, yeah. I hope it's entertaining. I can only imagine that it... Like, if for some reason this is the bad game, he's had a good one. <laughs> like, he's had a great <laughs> run. If this somehow is the bad game. Um, Okay, so speaking of games like Kojima's Death Stranding, there's a bunch of games coming out next month because we are at the end of the third quarter, which means it's the big push before the end of the year. We're going to get a whole bunch of games out. Uh, The fourth quarter, which is October to December, is coming up. Um, So first, let's start with games that we played this quarter that we loved and i would like to go first um (laughs) so um i actually did not play a whole lot this quarter that was new um the newest games uh that i played and i guess you can count it even though it's kind of an expansion or it is an expansion is uh final fantasy 14's shadowbringers uh it was it's really amazing it's still really amazing uh (laughs) i've been playing it for an entire three months which is bizarre i've never done that with any of the expansion to the patches or anything like that so it's very very good and i still recommend it i've played through it twice even um i don't i've never done that either so like please go play it if you haven't um but also and i spoke a bit about it last uh episode is control uh, by Remedy. Yeah, I have oh. not played it. It is definitely on my, oh, like, if I, for whatever reason, decide to uh, take a break from Borderlands or, you know, if the wife and I uh, have differing schedules coming up, that is definitely next on my pickup. The The thing about Control is that you you almost want to play it with someone sitting next to you. Because really? it it's the kind of game that plays like a movie and normally that's a bad thing but remedy has done this thing so well with camera angles with the storytelling with even the gameplay to make it feel like like a netflix special or something it feels really good to watch and and it's even better to play and okay uh, because i was gonna ask if i should just like pick up a uh, let's play of it or something just watch it that way i mean totally do that um i'm actually planning on uh doing a stream with a friend who's never played it or she doesn't play many games so having her on 
to watch any video game is a blast because she's clueless about everything and she gets <laughs> really scared easily and it's it's great it's great but um sh- uh the the thing about control is that it you really feel part of the game whether you're watching or you're playing at least in my experience um i watched just a bit of some gameplay through a friend and it was just that good that it sparked in me this need to play it um and aside from that, I was already pretty excited about it. Um, it reminded me a lot of the game uh, Second Sight, mm-hmm. which came out, I think, in 2003, 2004 for GameCube. Yes, um, not very, was, not many people played that one. It it was one of my favorites. Um, me and my brother picked it up. It was like on sale or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, yeah, why not? And we loved it. And I've played it a billion times. And the the feeling I got from Control was something mm-hmm. similar, so I was really oh, excited really? to see it. And then, uh, and then I played it, and I was like, okay, first of all, I was wrong because it, while it does have the similar, you know, psychic ability kind of mm-hmm. supernatural thing going on, it's a completely different monster, and in the in the best possible way, though, it's. Yeah, not to spoil a GameCube game that's been out forever. Uh, (laughs) Second Sight, yeah, I I played through it once. I Mm -hmm. think I still own it. Uh, It was a great game. It had a great story for one moment of the story. Mm -hmm. Uh, But knowing that it's Remedy, it is definitely something I want to pick up, especially knowing that it, while it's better, but there is some similarity to Second Sight because I did enjoy the gameplay of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, plus the fact that from everything I've heard, they tie in a lot of the uh, like ideas that have been put out as far as their design goes for from uh, Alan Wake and stuff like yeah. that, which I was a huge fan of. Right. So there are some kind of little hidden Easter eggs with Alan Wake. Uh, they did confirm that there will be like a DLC. I think it's also going to be free. So free oh, wow. DLC, I think. Um, based on uh, that, they're, they're gonna like tie in the two uh, games. So I, it I'm feels, sold. yeah, <laughs> it feels like they're kind of building their own little remedy universe, nice. you know. And if I can see that from a video game where you know it's kind of like all these different characters, light loosely tied in together over different video games of their own design or whatever, that's the kind of thing I'd be really into. Um, so to see, I, I see Remedy kind of leading the charge with that, and I, uh, I like it. I'm into it. Although okay. I guess you could argue that Heroes of the Storm is kind of doing it, but whatever. Um, I might have to pick that up after I get off this call. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really, really, really cool. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, if you don't want to play it, go watch it. Um, come by my stream. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> promote my stream real quick. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a really fun game, and um, it it blew my mind. It, I will admit, it does feel a little short, but then again, I almost played it nonstop, so it might that might have been just me. Um, I also didn't do many of the side missions, so that also might have been just me. But um, it's it's a really really cool game, and yeah, uh, go do it. Uh, Anything? Anything you you've been doing this uh, this quarter? Not really. Um, like much like you had mentioned, I haven't really played a lot of the new release stuff. This is kind of a 
uh, dry summer for me mm. as far as games go. So instead, I went back and I've been playing a bunch of older stuff that I had meant to check out at some point. Hmm. Uh, a lot of that being on like the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, like I played through Void Bastards, which was a really cool idea that was executed decently. That's okay. probably the nicest way to put it. Uh, being a roguelike uh, FPS game. Hmm. It was a cool idea, but I mean, it, it it was short, and that was probably a benefit. Was it indie? Um, I think it was. I think it came out on Steam and whatnot as well. Hmm. Um, but so I played that. I went back and played uh, Devil May Cry Five when that got put on the the uh, Xbox Game Pass as well. Yeah. Um, also checked out some more indie stuff on Steam, like. Finally went and played through the Fire and the Flood, which is an amazing game. Um, as well as the one I just picked up was uh, 60 Parsecs, which hmm. is kind of a... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. It's from the same people who made 60 Seconds, mm-hmm. um, which uh, this version is basically your space station's about to blow up. You have 60 seconds to gather items, and then the rest plays out sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure story. Huh. Okay, I could get into that. And so I've been just loading up on all these different indie titles that I haven't had a chance to play. So that was more enjoyable than pretty much anything I saw coming out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like that sometimes, honestly. It truly do. Um, That's awesome, though. I mean, going back and playing some older stuff while you wait for... October through December Mm -hmm. to roll around so you can start truly spending your money (laughs) irresponsibly. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, Speaking of October through December and spending your money irresponsibly, um, the immediate, immediate releases coming out from today until October are vast. But here are just a few. Of course, the aforementioned Code Vein. Uh, Dragon Quest XI is being re re-released on switch i believe mm-hmm. the definitive edition uh you've also got some other dragon quest games releasing on switch uh then for some new stuff you've got fifa 20 uh tropico 6 uh releasing on ps4 and xbox uh a new destiny 2 uh expansion uh coming out in october uh call of cthulhu is coming to switch Ghost Recon Breaking Breakpoint. I always want to say Breaking Point. It's not that. <laughs> it's Breakpoint. Uh, coming out October fourth. Uh, let's see what else. Do, 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 do. Grid, awesome uh, racing game. October eleventh. Yeah. Uh, and Apex Legends uh, re-release. Uh, not really a re-release. I guess it's like a like uh, their next upgrade. season. Uh, yeah, upgraded edition. The uh, Bloodhound edition and the Lifeline edition coming out October eighteenth. Uh, much later down the road, WWE 2K20, which I know a, f- a friend of mine is really excited about because he loves wrestling games. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the strange re- uh, remake, I guess, uh, coming out October 25th to all consoles and PC. <laughs> uh, Medieval, which we spoke about briefly, mm-hmm. uh, PS4, October 25th, and a whole lot more later down the road as well, November, ooh boy. Pokemon Sword and Shield, November 15th. Uh, Shenmue 3, uh, PC and PS4, November 19th. Uh, Then a lot of Stadia releases. 
What do you think about Stadia? I so I had a chance to play it at PAX West. Oh. Uh, what? Uh, not quite a month ago. It was be- beginning of September. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't like it. Oh boy. Okay, hold on. I want to hear all about it. Okay. <laughs> Why didn't you like it? Uh, so they had different areas to try out the different versions of what you could play Stadia on, whether it be a TV, a tablet. Uh, I had a chance to play it on mobile, which was my main focus of wanting to mm-hmm. try it. And while it looked all right, uh, we had a chance to play uh, the newest Mortal Kombat with the controller and playing a fighting game and feeling like everyone says, oh, it's not laggy. It's great. No, I had input lag. Yeah. And got my ass handed to me while I was trying to main Sub-Zero. And it's like, that <laughs> doesn't happen to me on consoles. So right. there, it, and granted, I don't know if that's just because it was on the show floor. Uh, I mean, there's terrible, like the worst cell reception in that area. Granted, I did see them like hop in and out of their little closed off booth area and they had a server rack running in there. Hmm. So I'm not really sure how true to life that is, but it was enough of a input lag issue that I just instantly gave up on it. Yeah. And the games that, so there's a huge list of games here. I'm just going to read off a few that would definitely give me like that special sweet kind of gamer rage. Mm -hmm. Um, if I had input lag with them. So, <laughs> like you said, Mortal Kombat 11 is supposed mm-hmm. to be released with Stadia. Um, uh, Rage, even though it's just a shooter, Rage 2 is supposed to be coming on there. But, I mean, like, if I'm going up against a bunch of NPCs that I know I can beat, and I'm having input lag, and I'm getting, like, my ass handed to me, like, no thanks. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider terrible ideas if you're going to have input yeah. um the division 2 horrible idea uh the elder scrolls online which i'm actually surprised to see sort of maybe not i take that, that one back. might be all right on on mobile um yeah i mean it is a mmo so it might not be so bad you'll be playing with other people and not necessarily against those other people so maybe mm-hmm. they can you know give you some help but uh even still it seems like a iffy idea uh destiny 2 on the same on the same thing uh you know i don't think you want to be doing a destiny 2 raid and suddenly you're like skirting all over the place and not going forward when you want to go forward and (laughs) all that stuff so there's it's uh, it's interesting to me by the way the only thing i see on this list that might be cool to play on stadia is just dance 2020 (laughs) <laughs> like I think that's the only thing, and I like d- rhythm games and dancing games a lot. Oh, same. And it's the only game on this list that I'm like, yeah, I'd get Stadia for that and only that. Well, and <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they already released those on mobile to where you just use your phone's uh, gyro. Oh, I'm gonna download that right now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Um, but uh, what's really interesting with the Stadia is that. It's something I hadn't really considered, but there's a lot on there that has online multiplayer, which makes sense because you're going to be connected online to stream the game as it is. Sure. But knowing that they've done these kind of tiered release dates and things like that, I'm wondering what the player base is going to look like for those online games. Yeah. I mean, 
That's a good point. So, do you think maybe Destiny 2 and uh, The Elder Scrolls Online will go up in the well, amount of people playing them? Well, that's just it. Is I'm wondering if it's going to have that cross-play. Hmm, because okay. if it doesn't, you're not going to have a player base. That's true. Especially if people can't play it on mm-hmm. Google Stadia. I also see Final Fantasy XV on this list. Horrible idea. <laughs> if you're having it built, like, terrible idea. It's already laggy enough without, like, the cloud-based system. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. That's interesting. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is on here. That might be all right. That might not be so bad. Um, but, yeah, if you're... If you're if you don't have the crossplay, because I don't think Destiny Two has crossplay with PS Four or is it out for PS Four? I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, PS Four and, and PC and Xbox. I don't think you can. Yeah, I know they that. let you transfer saves over, but again, I, yeah. I'm, I'm not positive that there's crossplay on that. Hmm. 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 This might be a bad idea, Google. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. Really going to mess things up for the rest of us. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. Doom Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal is also on this list. Mm, I don't know about this. I don't know. Um, coming out in December, uh, for those of you who might be interested in it, is Life is Strange 2, the episode 5. Uh, I believe that's the last episode, too. I believe so, yeah. Yep, so December 3rd, you'll be getting that uh a bunch of rpgs uh saga scarlet grace uh star ocean first departure um really cool cool titles um and then there's a bunch that are supposed to be released sometime between now and the end of the year uh rune factory 4 for the switch it's a nice little re-release if you've ever liked Mm. kind of monster rancher slash harvest moon type games uh, that'll be for you. Uh, Detroit Become Human is coming out on PC <laughs> uh, sometime between now and uh, the fall. Uh, uh, and some other cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, I was looking at it. There's a lot of stuff on that list that I want that says, you know, 1231. And I'm like, yeah, that that means next Are you year. sure? Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know about this. Um, but it's... it's uh, so pretty cool to see. Oh, Windjammers too. That that came out already, didn't? It? Is it sure releasing it on other consoles or something? It should be out. No, this says PC. Oh, PC and Switch and Stadia. So I'm pretty sure it's already out for PC. You know, I might have to pick that up on Switch. That sounds like a great use of that. Windjammers is cool. Oh yeah, definitely. Windjammers is a very mm. cool game. Um, some re-releases on the Switch. Vampire uh, for 2020. Right out of the gate, we'll talk about this more on a later episode, I'm sure, but I mean, the Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles uh, Remastered Edition comes out for PS4 and Switch. Dragon Ball Z Kakarot comes out for all consoles uh, January 17th. So, just uh, for me, last year... uh, Oh, I didn't talk about that. Yeah, last year... (laughs) No, this year. (laughs) This January. It was... uh, I was really excited for the Resident Evil 2 remake. Um... And that was my that was kind of like my new year, my new year thing that I was going to be really excited about, and I was going to get like right when it came out, and I mm-hmm. did. <laughs> I definitely did. I love that game. I don't really have one of those this year. 
that I'm looking forward to in 2020. Yeah, there's some cool titles. I mean, it's definitely going to be the wind down right before the new consoles come out. And you can kind of right. see that with, you know, any of the major press conference stuff they've been doing. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I know that uh, Biomutant, I did have a chance to play that at PAX last year. And there's mm. still no actual firm release date. Uh, but from what I played, it was a lot of fun. It seemed to play well. So that's definitely one that I'm looking forward to next year. Yeah, and it's a lot of, like, re-release stuff, too. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot of, like, originals or... Or it's, like, a remaster or something like that. Although I am really excited for the Trials of Mana, uh, which is the big remaster of... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Oh, no. Sword of Mana. Sword, secret. Secret of Mana. <laughs> don't, don't at me. Um, Secret of Mana 3, which was a an amazing, amazing game uh, that only released technically in Japan, but, you know, uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but it was an amazing game. It's getting re-released on PC, PS4, and Switch, which is amazing, 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 amazing. So, uh, yeah, get, get ready for, man, get ready to spend some money. It's going to be a crazy... Three months and a crazy-ish 2020. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is also on the list here. Nah, that's... That, I'm calling it now. That's not coming out until after the new consoles. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. I just have a feeling whether whether that's like a surprise, we're going to have consoles out by November mm-hmm. of 2020, and then Cyberpunk is either a day one release. I mean, close enough. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Well, Cyberpunk's got a release date for April 16th. Did they? Because I know they've pushed it back multiple times. Did they? Let's see. Let's look it up. 2077. Cyberpunk. I forgot to write that in there. Ooh, okay. Well, as of June 9th. <laughs> I, th- I believe it was during E3. Yeah. Yeah, it was. During yeah, E3. It was yeah, when they Keanu brought Keanu Reeves- out. Came out and gave us all what we wanted. Just a bunch of Keanu Reeves. That's all we ever want. Um, April April 16th, 2020. Okay. We'll oh, see. Fingers crossed. I, I'm definitely picking that one up day one. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's looking... It's had its ups and downs so far. Not such great publicity yeah. in there. But uh, it, it still looks like a pretty decent game. So... Hands up in the air, we'll see. All right, so as we move along toward the end of the show, Derek, we ask that we, uh, no, that you give our listeners a recommendation. Uh, Which game should they be playing or be on the lookout for? Uh, Jeez, I'm so terrible at that because I haven't kept up on new releases. Um, You know, the one that I was playing right before I hopped on here, and I'll probably go back to playing it, uh, if anybody out there has the Xbox Game Pass... Pick up Enter the Gungeon. Mm. It is a top-down shooter, roguelike, and I had bought it on Steam years ago. Absolutely loved it. Took a break, and now it's kind of my, oh, I've got you know a half hour to kill. I'll just pop it on. And with the release on the uh, Xbox One, it's gotten all the expansion stuff. So there's stuff that's new to me, and it's just a good time. Right. Yeah, I... Um... I think it's on Steam. I remember seeing a friend play it 
uh, for a while, and it's one of those really crazy, crazy games where like the difficulty ramps up all of a sudden. Oh yeah, uh, you get random uh, guns that do random things, and the enemies get real weird all of a sudden. And it's it's a definitely a good game, worth it. Definitely, definitely worth it. Good. The- good recommendation yeah and i will also give it props to the amount of inside jokes to other video games and movies Mm. and pop culture in it as well that's right it's absolutely ridiculous and yeah just check it out check it out um i'm not gonna talk for 10 minutes about control again just (laughs) just get it all right come if you need to be convinced uh come by the stream next thursday or something and we'll figure it out for you, okay? Well, or even better, just rewind this episode, re-listen to that entire thing that convinced yeah. me to go and pick it up. Right, yeah. Go get control, damn it. I'm not going to tell you again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and finally, to finish off this episode, Derek, please let us know where we can find you on the internet and if you have anything else to plug. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Go ahead and check out Rolling Misadventures. You can find us pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, wherever you're listening to this episode right now, you can download us there. You just have to search for us because if I were to pull my episode and my show through Kami's show, that would get really weird. So mm. let's try to mm. avoid that. Um, but yeah, search for Rolling Misadventures. Yeah, uh, search for Rolling Misadventures on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter over at... R Misadventures, that is the letter R, Misadventures, and links to all my social, uh, links to different guests we brought on the show, as well as every episode of our show can be found at rollingmisadventures.com. Perfecto. Alrighty. As always, you can find me at Gaming on Twitter. You can find the Weekly Cooldown also on its own Twitter page. WK Cooldown is where you'll find that. Be sure to visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook page. Also visit the Weekly Cooldown Facebook group page. Please use it. It's there for you to talk to me. Uh, unless you're talking to me on Twitter. Uh, visit WKCooldown.com <laughs> for more news and other episodes. Be sure to check out the links in the description, including, of course, our Humble Bundle for this week. And support your favorite charities. And support me, Kami Jace. That's all for the Weekly Cooldown. I'm Kami Jace. I'm Derek. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone.